Those seven-slot shit-heaps still compliant with the Hannibal Lecter Retail Code of Ethics. Yes. If you're thinking about buying a Jeep, see a doctor, stat, because your medication is no longer effective. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars. But not Jeeps, okay? Have some vestigial self-respect, will you? Hit me up on the website for that. So, I got this on Friday, okay? And as inquiries go, it's fairly typical. Hi John, would love to call and have a chat about a few of the Jeep models. I've heard good things and bad things and would love to get your opinion and help on buying a car. I get this question often enough and I do try to be gentle sometimes. I mean, especially with a woman, at least the first time. People's emotions are in play when they buy a car, okay? And I kind of get it. My very own id yearns for Jack Bauer's Grand Cherokee, plus, of course, Liberace's AK-47, and Dr. Frankenfurter's trousers. If I could just get all three, I mean, life would be perfect. Jeeps are dead sexy, right? And if you are lucky enough to get one that does not actually defecate routinely in its trousers, then you will probably love it on the balance of probability. But before you go down this particular raw sewage Russian roulette track, meet meet the Lawrence family. I mean, they look normal, don't they? Reasonably. They're clearly breeders, so that's nice. Not that there's anything wrong with the alternatives. Danny and Catherine, plus the Sprogs, you know, Parker and Kaylee, living the dream. Hashtag Straya. Yes. Probably not devil worshippers. Or even worse, God-botherers. Just remember, though, heaven for the climate, okay? Hell for the company every time. Mark Twain. So, the Lawrences buy this 2013 Grand Cherokee shitbox used from a shitbag Jeep dealer, and they buy it a couple of years old, okay, in 2015. Henceforth, they get it serviced on time. They do the right thing. They get it serviced on time every time from the shitbag dealer who bends them over in the time-honoured tradition of inflated pricing for that because, hey, they can. So this is all sounding like a really nice story, i.e. hardly worthy of my time, until one day recently when the Lawrence's seven-slot shit heap takes its first big steaming dump in traffic and it coasts to a halt silently and somewhat inelegantly at the roadside. Yes, living the Jeep dream. Non-devil-worshipping Danny Lawrence takes his zombified Jeep back to the asshole dealership. Things aren't looking too bad, even at this point, because they're making these noises about replacing the battery. See, that's only about 600 bucks. See what I mean about the pricing in these places? That's $478.41 just for a friggin' battery and almost 100 bucks to stick it in. And lubrication is, of course, extra. Then... (laughs) 
And this is the bit I really like. It kind of makes the story from a journalistic point of view. Then, happily enough, they inform Mr Lawrence that the fuel pump is in fact cactus and added bonus, the debris from its trouser pooping proclivity has migrated downstream and destroyed the fuel injectors. Oops-a-daisy. There are, of course, sundry additional costs associated with resolving these newfound issues. That'll be like $47,500. Yes, let's just call it 50K. If you've ever wondered why the friggin' defibrillator in a dealership is located in the service department, wonder no longer. That's pretty much it. I just checked and the value of a 2013 Grand Cherokee Laredo is about 22,000 Schitzvillian micro buckaroonies today. It was about 50 grand, brand new. The repair cost, right, is roughly double the current vehicle valuation. More on this in a sec because it gets worse. Now, as if things couldn't get any worse for the non-devil-worshipping Lawrences. But they did. The shitbag Jeep dealership failed nicely to honour its obligations under the legislated acceptable quality consumer guarantee and they passed the buck smoothly as hell back to the Death Star itself. Yes, the importer of Jeeps here in Shitsville. FCA or Fiat Chrysler assholes. So basically, the dipshit dealer advised the Lawrences to apply to Fiat Chrysler assholes for a quote-unquote goodwill concession, even though that hasn't been part of consumer law since friggin' 2011. And I note, Darth Vader never handed out too many of those, even back then. It's easier to get a refund on a fucking toaster in this country, even though the same legislation pertains to toasters and cars. Some car brands still believe, incredibly enough, that they are above the law on this. Probably because the ACCC has no balls. As I understand it, it is entirely illegal for dealerships or any other retailer to fob you back off onto the importer in this way but I'm no lawyer. Fiat Chrysler tells the Lawrences to F off in the time-honoured tradition on the goodwill front, predictably enough. And it gets even worse for the non-devil worshippers because every independent mechanic Mr Lawrence approaches, they run screaming from the proposition of actually placing their hands upon this disaster because Jeeps are notoriously such dodgy shit heaps to work on. So the once mighty Lawrence Grand Cherokee is currently still zombified and unlikely to return from the Twilight Zone anytime soon. And none of this helps the Lawrences get from A to B on a daily basis, of course. And I'd suggest that this is rather a big hit for an ordinary Aussie family. The law says that products must be reasonably durable. It's not actually optional. That's regardless of the warranty status too. This means, as I see it, that a well-maintained car should simply not shit itself within six years if it's been serviced properly. And if it does, this must be the manufacturer's problem and not yours. 
Fiat Chrysler is, of course, not commenting, allegedly because a complaint is currently with the Department of Fair Trading, which is a shallow, convenient, bullshit excuse for not getting out in front of this issue and doing the right thing. And I'd say to you that that's just not good enough in 2019 or 2020. It's simply not a matter before the friggin' court, you Fiat Chrysler Muppets, so why act as if it is? You are not gagged from commenting by some contempt of court legislation. You are choosing not to comment because any statement you make would simply illuminate your <laughs> ultimate cock status. Fiat Chrysler occupies, in the domain of automotive customer service, of course, the same space as Volkswagen does in the domain of ethics and morality. It's that bad. If you're thinking of buying a Jeep, therefore, you are insane. Fiat Chrysler refuses to see that this conduct is injuring the brand. That sandpaper dildo guarantee. Yes. Thanks for buying. See, Jeep was looking good as recently as 2014. They were strong. Incredibly enough, they inflicted 30,487 slot shitboxes on Australians in that year, 2014. But after a raft of bad publicity, sales had atrophied to just 7,325 in the last year. And they're another 20% off the pace so far this year. So still in free fall, I'd suggest, an 80% reduction in just five years. Encre bleh, I think you'd agree. Quite simply, you cannot keep doing this to people in the 21st century and expect to friggin' get away with it. Commercially, Fiat Chrysler has to be unsustainable at 7,000 sales a year, and there's not a snowball's chance in hell that they will hit that 7,000 mark this year. It's just not gonna happen. Leaving morality to one side, you know, taking good people like the Lawrences into the prison shower is not the path back to viability for Jeep. It's just not. If you're going to have unreliable product, okay, you have to provide world-class customer service. You can actually get away with doing that. But the double whammy, not so much. Speaking of morality, of course, do you remember that douchebag? 36-year-old Martin Shkreli. He's the big pharma hedge fund scumbag who raised the price of the anti-parasitic drug Daraprim from about 13 US dollars to about $750 per pill. How ironic, I'd suggest, the guy ramping the price of an anti-parasitic drug being self-evidently the biggest friggin' parasite imaginable. It's just perfect, isn't it? More fictional time stuff. Anyway, he's in federal prison for securities fraud and he got fined more than 7 million US dollars as well. So that's nice. But there's a parallel in play here, right? Which is why I'm talking about him. The Jeep costs 50 grand, brand new, okay? Let's ballpark it there. And this price, of course, includes the cost of a high-pressure fuel pump, the fuel rail, and the injectors, because they did stick them in there under the hood on the assembly line, I note. And you get these parts when you buy the car, right? Therefore, 
how can it possibly cost $47,500 to replace just those few components? Where exactly on the moral arc does that pricing structure sit? And I get that parts need to be profitable, okay? It's a business, keeping cars on the road. But just the parts here, just the parts, not the labour for this repair, the parts are more than $40,000. That is just indefensible. They've been Shkrellified. This is the Martin Shkreli spare parts pricing strategy. Try saying that with a bottle of scotch on board. 750 bucks per pill, you're looking at it. Just as morally defensible too. That family has a mortgage, they've got two kids to feed, guaranteed they do not have 50 grand lying around somewhere. And Fiat Chrysler simply does not have to sell those parts at anything like that shrellified price to make a reasonable margin. So to you Fiat Chrysler dirtbags down under, I'd say emphatically, pack up and off back to Detroit. Or is that Turin? Because, you know, it's just so hard to keep track of who's screwing who in the modern automotive world. Pack up and piss off is what I'm saying because you and your outrageously immoral conduct are no longer welcome down under. This kind of disgraceful anti-consumer corporate conduct, it has to stop. <laughs>